We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Randall second free throw is good. Next lead by four. Brunson telling his teammates no foul. With just over two seconds remaining. This runs in the locker room. That will do it. Another come from behind victory for the Knicks. They trail by as many as 12. They defeat the Orlando Magic 102 to 98 and pull into a tie for six plates in the Eastern Conference with the Miami Heat. Yeah, how sweet it is. A lot of heroes abound tonight. There's one right there. Brunson, IQ, Sims. A lot of Knicks stepping up for this collective win tonight. All right. How you doing? Yeah! <laughs> oh, that... Benji, Benji Ritholtz joining me for this postgame. Welcome, sir. Um, That was a Big win. Am I overstating it or was that a big win? Big win. Felt big in the moment. Um, I don't know what makes it big. Is it that a team that did not know or has not figured out how to execute down the stretch of games all season long? I think for the most part executed down the stretch. Am I missing anything? Executed down the stretch. Did the little things right. Coached with some detail and substitutions and flexibility down the stretch fouled up three offense yeah. defense the stuff that we're like with yeah the way you close <laughs> the basketball stuff games. That everybody's been yelling and the way you close basketball games yes yes um you know it's funny the trade deadline's two days away now or less than two days away and it's like everybody always gets excited about trades just like they do about the draft about free agency a game like this is like it's a great reminder of like why we care about the sport to begin with, because it's like, no, you know, did they play great tonight? No, they didn't play great to get tonight. Are the magic a great team? No, the magic are not a great team. However, the magic are a good team. And I don't they care are. what anybody said, throw their record right now out the window. This team was 17 and 12 in the, in their last, uh, whatever that amounts to 29 games coming into tonight after a five and 20 start, they know what they're doing. Not a great team. Not a great team, but they, as Benji, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. They know what they're doing on both ends of the court. They got some talented guys, um, but you are the better team and the better team when you play a team that is not as good as you was supposed to win. And they won on the shoulders of a guy who, I mean, his legend grows. Mm. What, 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 what more do we say about Jalen Brunson? Uh, Benji say, say some words. Cause I, I have ran out of words a long time ago. He is, he's automatic. 
He's automatic. He's inevitable down the stretch. <laughs> Much like I mean, Thanos. I mean, they're trying to deny him the ball. They're putting really tough defenders on him throughout the game. And you cannot stop that guy from going left and making a floater. <laughs> He's just, it's inevitable. There's nothing you can do. There's so there are jukes and the fakes and then the strength to always get there and finish so consistently is it's a marvel. It's he's a marvel. Uh, what a job to close that game out. He is a marvel. And like, look, he has he had moments this year that where he has not come through in a big moment. Yeah, he's had some game winners that he's missed. He obviously the free throws at the end of the Bulls game. I'm sure he's never going to forget those as long as he lives. Um, but the clutch stats are what the clutch stats are and the clutch volume. How many? I mean, just think about how many shots he has taken in tight games at the end of these things. And to just have the let's say a PC word, the, the the stones, the cojones, whatever, whatever, whatever your choice of of noun is, uh, to just always be the guy with the ball in his hands because you know, and we were kind of reminded of it in a possession that we were, I think we disagreed about when they gave the ball to Julius with Markel Fultz on him. Like Julius is a wonderful player. Julius is a deserving 2023 All-Star. They don't win this game without Julius. Julius hit some big baskets, especially in the third quarter. They were, you know, made some big threes. That's just not the guy that I think you want with the ball in his hands in the close of the game. So you need a Jalen Brunson that feels comfortable taking those shots, right? A million percent. Yeah. Uh, Julius has um, many, many strengths. Um, and I, I love the way... I love the way they seem to go through him in the first quarter. Mm. And then I think as the game goes on and certainly in crunch time, they go to the guy who's just a little shorter with the ball. Like Julius has a lot of strengths, but the weakness is decision-making, especially when defenses tighten up and they're loading up and whether he can make that quick, quick decision that he needs to make when the help comes. And it's harder in general to run your offense through like the elbow than it is from the top of the key. Like, J- like Jalen Brunson just has one of the tightest handles in basketball. It's hard to get the ball from him. So like there's a there's a confidence you have that he's going to get a good shot one way or another and not turn the ball over. And look, that's just that's Julius's weakness. So like I, you know, I I I don't I, you convinced me a little bit on that possession where like he has faults on him. You're gonna draw help. If he doesn't slip a little bit and travel, maybe you get a good shot out of it. I, to me, it was just like Brunson's automatic right now. I don't really have any reason. I, I can't think of a reason to not have the ball in Jalen Brunson's hands on every possession down the stretch. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Um, I was more making the devil's advocate. Uh, yeah, actually, no. In fairness to me, you you asked me like you don't hate that, and I'm like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate it. Was, is it was my preference? I was like, no, that's not my preference. Um, so yeah, Jalen Brunson, uh, amazing. Julius Randle, very solid game. Uh, 22 points, seven of 15 shooting, um, 14 big rebounds for. Julius Randle, they um, they did they barely out rebounded the Magic tonight. Thought they were pretty good on the boards. Um, who do you want to go to next? I feel like there's a guy, there's two guys quickly or or RJ. You tell me. Can I go back to Randall for one second? Yeah, sure, absolutely. First of all, that rebound on the free throw, um, <laughs> where yep. he looked like I mean that was as athletic and springy as I've seen him, and the ball just like glued into his hand, and that was a powerful big time rebound that I wanted to shout out specifically. Is that a lot? Um, and like, I thought things were spiraling a little bit on him there at the end of, before he came out in the second half, he was getting frustrated with the refs. Yep. Picked up the technical, I think. Yep. Right. End of the third. Um, and 
like Tibbs was trying to pull him back, like th- his teammates were trying to pull him back. Like he was definitely losing a little bit of control. But I think the big difference now is he's able to kind of channel it in the right direction late and not let it totally derail his game. And that's what you saw a lot last season. Uh, and I thought it was a very magic are very physical. And like they were getting away with a lot of a lot of clawing against both Brunson and Randall in that game. And I could understand the frustration, but for yep. him to just kind of channel it and make some big plays down the stretch, especially defensively and on the boards, I think is a massive credit to him. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of instances I recalled in the last four minutes or so where his def- you you pointed out in the moment uh, when we were watching on playback. Shout out to all of our patrons who are joining us now and who joined us tonight. Um, yeah, where he deed up just like we saw him D up against Kawhi the other night. Like he has it in him, which is, again, I think what's made it so frustrating over the last few years to see the extremes where he'll go, you know, stretches of the game where it's like, I'm just not going to defend at all. And then, you know, that's in there. What a what a what a what a wild player. Um, <laughs> speaking of wild players, I, I talk myself into it. Let's go to RJ. Um, RJ was not not great. Uh, from the field for the first three quarters of this game, uh, or when did he make his his first three? Was it in the third? Maybe it was late. He made all three threes in the second half. He didn't make yes. any of the first half. Um, wasn't shooting it well. One, one of which, one of which was a wide open bank. <laughs> <laughs> one of which was a wide open bank. Uh, that was one of them that went in in the second half. But hey, listen, it got him going. Um, Don't care. Yeah, you know, didn't shoot it well. Did not. I don't think he defended great. Um, but look, we're, we're looking for the positive positives with RJ. Look, he's hit. Look, they're not trading RJ in the next two days. He's going to be here for the rest of the year. Let's all collectively, you know, we could put off the conversations for what happens this summer until the summer. Um, we will. We all want this player to play well, because if we're Knicks fans, we want the Knicks to play well. Well, guess what? It's going to be very helpful if RJ Barrett plays well. He was making some really nice passes throughout the entire game. You love that. Make, you know, seeing the floor and the way he needs to see the floor. You were calling those out. And then the fourth quarter made some big plays. So, you know, I mean, maybe a, a, a positive step forward. I hope. I hope. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I thought was was the case the entire game was I thought he did. He saw the floor well tonight. And he made a lot of... He could have had many assists. I don't know what he ended up with. But... They were Good breaking. looks, just missed. The yeah. Knicks couldn't make yeah. threes all night. He ended up with three assists, but I thought he could have had six. I mean, they, they really couldn't make a shot, especially in the first half. And he made a lot of nice cross-court passes, found Obi a couple of times, found quickly, I can think of on one instance, shots just didn't go off of his look. So I, I will give him that. I think all game long, his approach was pretty good. It's just unbelievable how often we have to endure these like one of nine halves. Like I, It's crazy how he starts off these games sometimes where it doesn't, you don't feel like he can make anything. Um, and as is always the case with RJ Barrett, <laughs> right when you're ready to give up and like throw your hands up in the air and say, I'm done with this guy. He makes some big plays and he made a beautiful pass to Sims, made a big floater, made a couple threes. And I actually Sims. thought down the stretch, his defense was pretty solid. He had some big stops in that game late. Uh, he got he got his hand on a backdoor pass. He got backdoored a couple times in this game, but he did get his hand on a backdoor pass and got a, st- a big steal. He got a stop on Paolo on a switch. That was a big stop in this game. Like he, it was a, I would say a positive defensive step. Uh, and I think look, Tibbs rewarded him despite the first half and left him out there late. Yep. Um, and I think that is a positive thing. I'm sure RJ feels that and 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 takes that to heart like he feels like he can earn it back and i think tibbs has done 
a fair job kind of divvying like two of those three guys can play on any night to close the way the way the Knicks play with their center always being in the game. And Tibbs, I think, has fairly divvied it out. Who the who are the two best that night? And those are the guys that play. And RJ got, I think, earned it in the second half, and he and he did a good enough job to close the game. Yes, he did. Um, nice positive step forward for RJ Barrett. Um, however, uh, if we're being fair, the after Jalen, well, after Jalen, I don't know who who had a better game in your estimation, uh, Julius Randle or one Emmanuel Quickly, who was seven of fifteen from the floor. Four of nine from deep, and you want to talk about a guy who every one of those threes felt, especially the side the, the threes he hit in the in the fourth quarter. I mean, felt big. Um, ends up with eighteen points, four assists, three rebounds, just a whole hum stat line for Emmanuel quickly that we've kind of become used to at this point, which is wild. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How about the fact that um, when the game feels like it's slipping away and they're able to get quick in the game, yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, it happens so consistently where he comes in the game and steadies the ship and they get back in it because that was going in the wrong direction there in the first quarter and quick, oh, quick man. enters and just kind of gives them the jolt that they need almost seemingly every night. Um, and that's what a six man is supposed to do, right? 100%, 100%. And he has done so well in that role. I like him in that role less because I don't think he deserves to start. I just think it's really important for the Knicks. And I think when he starts, I think he doesn't get the usage that he deserves. I, I think these are the right minutes for him. Um, and for this team right now, I think they're the right minutes for him. If he can get to 30 and he can come in and, and change the game every time he does it, um, I, I, he was great tonight. I think he got a, a two or three threes off of offensive rebounds. I know, I know it was close in terms of rebounding tonight, but I felt like the Knicks offensive rebounds led to points almost every single time. Um, Sims had a couple of big ones and uh, like for kickouts to quickly, who made threes and yeah, he five. shot the ball so much better. Um, five offensive just, rebounds. Sims had five, five, five for Sims. They had 11 for the game. The, the magic had nine. The Ma- we, there were a couple of bad possessions where the magic got like, I think they got like five yeah. on the first two possessions of the yeah. fourth quarter. But other than that, the Knicks, I think were pretty good on the defensive glass tonight. Yeah, they were, they were, um, I, uh, yeah, quickly is, is everything for this team. I mean, you, you just have to look at the data to confirm what you're seeing in that he is invaluable to everything that they do. He is there in some ways, in some ways, he is their most valuable player. I don't mean that in like the traditional sense, but yeah. you look at you look at the the data tells you they play better in every way when that guy is on the floor, uh, and it's just it's massive for them. And he got thirty two minutes tonight. Um, you know, you look at the minutes distribution. Grimes got thirty, RJ thirty five, Brunson thirty nine, and they they felt like they needed every one of those thirty nine. Um, Julius Randle, 34 and Sims, 35 minutes. But last, last thing before I let you go, maybe I'll get, get one more thought from you that I want to get. Um, we were critical of Sims early at Hardenstein seemed like the better of the two centers as the game was starting out. And it's funny as we, I asked you midway through this game, I'm like, what have you thought of Sims as he's, you know, stepped in for Mitchell Robinson over the last 10 games? And you, you know, you're like some good, some bad, um, has some motives, has had games where, where he gets better throughout the game. I thought tonight was a game he got better throughout the game, right? I agree. Yeah. And Hartenstein put him in a tough spot with the foul trouble. And yes. so Sims had to play a lot. Yeah. Um, and shit, that might yeah. be a career high for Sims. I gotta, I'm going to look that up. The offensive rebounding is, is a massive thing for this team because they, God knows, they brick a lot of shots and they miss them. They miss them long. And being able, it's built into this offense, it's essential to this offense that they. And without Mitch for Sims to be able to fill in and do that job and get those kickouts for threes, uh, it keeps this offense afloat. 
when they can't shoot. And I think his defense was okay. I think he still under contests at the rim sometimes. And it bothers me where mm. there was one play where it seemed like he was backtracking. It seemed maybe he got dragged back, but in the end, like you got to be there and you got to be helping on penetration. Like that's your job. And I also thought that um, the other Wagner, whatever, oh, Mo Mo killed them on a couple pick and pops because Hartenstein's in a deep drop and can't recover. And Sims comes in and kind of is just a little bit quicker and able to recover to that shot. So I think that was also helpful in terms of matchup. Uh, He was good. He was good. He's an underqualified starting center. He's not going to be an over average starting center. And that's not the role he was meant to play here, obviously. But I think he's done an admirable job. I think he's grown. I think he's developing. And I think you got to be pretty happy with where you are with Jericho Sims. Uh, yeah, his, his only games he's played more minutes in his career, the last game of last season in which no one else was playing. And then the overtime game in Boston uh, a couple weeks ago. Ah. Um, so, but yeah, good job by Sims. Uh, last thing, I guess, before I want to get you out of here is, um, I know we've talked about it, but just cause I have you and the deadline isn't in a day and a half. Is there forget specific players, forget cap ramifications, forget like value or whatever. If there was one thing that you could inject into this team um, within reason, you know, a certain type of player, uh, what what would it be? Or are you cool just letting the group that they have kind of roll for the rest of the year with this, whether nine man rotation, maybe Fournier steps in if somebody goes down, um, you know, Mitchell obviously be back. What are your, what are your thoughts? I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, I think you got to get off cam and just like, Sunk cost didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, it's a whole nother conversation, but like you got to, you know, move him and get your whatever pick and whatever, you know, do that. Which I'm 59 protected. Uh, whatever you got, you know, it is what it is. It was a shame. It was mishandled, but we're here. So, okay. Uh, do that. We here. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> want, I don't want, you know, not that they wouldn't help. I really don't want to watch Eric Gordon or, or, or Reggie Bullock on this team. Uh, I just don't want to watch a veteran who isn't developed. Like it's not where we are. It's not where we need to be. Uh, and I feel like, look, the, the move was to replace Deuce. Yep. And I honestly feel like, and I know he didn't have a good night tonight and it's not, you know, it's not always going to be, but like what we've seen over the last two weeks, that development, that positive real development, I think is more valuable than whatever Eric Gordon is going to give you over the next you know couple months. I, I just don't, Again, not that they won't help you or make you better. I think both players would. I don't think that's where we should go. If they want to get a young player that kind of fits more into that development um, system, whether it's a Beasley or someone like that, I can live with that. I don't think they need it. I don't think it's necessary. I think I'm pretty happy watching this team play for the rest of the year and seeing where it goes and watching these guys develop. Um, so I'm not going to be disappointed in one way or the other, unless they do something really stupid, which I don't really <laughs> foresee. Um, I, I'd be I more disappointed that. if they kind of get, you know, get older and like more, <laughs> more like Tibbs crutches. I was about to say I, more Tibbs. Yeah. More Tibbs. Yeah. I don't really need that. You know, I, I think, I think the, the age that these players are at, um, their development curves, I think are all in the right spot. And I like watching this team play. I think it's fun to watch these guys grow together and develop. So I'm, I'm pretty good. Well, listen, um, it's a, I think it's a good basketball team. Um, it's certainly not a bad basketball team. I think it might be a good basketball team. They're 30 and 26. It's, it's not terrible. Um, I could live with it. All right. Uh, 
Andrew, unless there's anything else, uh, I'm going to get Benji out of here. Benji, thank you, sir. Andrew, is there anything else for Benji? No, Benji, as always, love the analysis. Um, The only thing I have toward analysis that I I think, Benji, you and I talked about this a couple when you were here last two weeks ago for the Celtics game. Yeah. Was as much as we get frustrated when they miss free throws, let's remember when they make them. (laughs) And six very clutch free throws from Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle tonight. So, yeah. And listen, you speak about development um, and learning. And I think as a team, what you saw there in terms of just like the execution of the very little things, I know I said yes. it at the top. Yes. Fouling up three, making your free throws, call, playing offense, defense, kind of st- being strategic. I didn't even agree with every, every offense, defense moves that they made. Like I didn't agree with all of it, but overall, just like the strategic and, and, and flexible way they closed that game um, was refreshing. <laughs> say the least um and nice to see so like you know you hope that they're young they're learning they play a lot of young players who aren't used to closing games and maybe that's a lot of it jalen brunson hasn't been the first option in the nba in his career to close a game so like all of this is an adjustment and i this was a really nice step in terms of confidently closing a basketball game when you have a lead late so that was really nice to see perfectly said i agree well thank you as always benji have a great time, guys. Really. You too, man. Uh, enjoy. enjoy the night. I'll be listening. Yeah. Thank you, man. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? This new year, you've got goals and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add ons. Looking to cut back on take? out get factor instead not only is factor cheaper but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery just two minutes also eating vegan or veggie is a snap with factor each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't and if you're looking to mix it up you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week get factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle simply choose and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. What do we do? Uh, what do you want to do first? Uh, you want to go into your report? And then we'll yeah, just do, do a moment. Absolutely. From our friends at Weiss and Rosenblum, personal injury report uh, presented by the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum. If you think you might have a case, give them a call at 212-366-6100 or visit WeissandRosenblum.com for more information. I, I haven't checked my text. I believe uh, Barry, Barry Weiss was, was DVRing or recording the game tonight. So I think I'm happy that he's going to be happy with, with this. He's, again, big tips critic. Critic. I hope he's hope he's pleased with how Tibbs coaches the coach the end of this game. Uh, so personal injury report. Uh, Mitch obviously out, um, but T minus five games or four games, right? Until he returns. What do we got left? Well, four. Let Let's hope it's T minus four hope games. Yeah, T minus four games until he gets back. It's four games and until the break. I think. Yeah, four games until the break because we said thirty and thirty. We'd sign up for. They'd have to go zero and four. That's right. Yes, they have to go zero and four. Well, we'll talk about yeah. that. Um, and then RJ's back. RJ was back tonight, which is great to see. Um, so, you know, and again, it, it, he was he was questionable. Mm-hmm. So, we should factor that into the fact that he started off maybe a little slowly, right? Yeah, I 
that that lets me wonder how much he's actually done the last couple of days if he's been bedridden. I also I, I have a friend, my gambling buddy. He was asking me about RJ for gambling purposes, and I was like, "Well, he made the trip. I don't think he's making the trip if he's sick, you know, because like there's no point going all the way down to Florida when the next game's in Philly. If you were sick enough to miss this game, just stay in bed. So when he made the trip, it's like I think RJ's gonna play, you know, and maybe that had something to do with the slow start. Could Regardless, be. I just you can't say enough that with him coming back in and making a positive impact in that fourth quarter, the Knicks had 66 points through three quarters had 36 in the fourth alone. And it was a collective team effort. Like Obi was all of six from the field tonight. Yet I still felt his impact um, in the fourth quarter. Obi um, had some nice, nice plays for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Across the board. This felt like a team win against a deceptively good um, the, the magic team. One thing I'm, I'm going to say it again. I said it at the top. I'm going to say it again and we'll get to the super chat soon. We'll do a quick moment of the game. Um, I don't want to hear that. Like, Oh, shitty job. Just barely beat a crappy match team. I don't want to hear that. that this team is first of all, this league hashtag mm-hmm. this league. Mark Stein always says it um, this league, but like this team is not a bad team and they're, they were nine and four at home in the 13 home games coming into tonight. So Give credit where where credit is due. All right. Um, moment of the game. I'm looking up one thing because I had all of the scoring down to the very end, except there's one bucket that... I, ah, yes. Okay. This is going to be tough, man. This is going to be tough. Okay. Let's pick three. So let's do this. I let's picked do this. three. So I, I'm, I'm curious where you're going. So... Because Brunson had four of their... Well, no, excuse me. Brunson had three of their last five baskets and then mm-hmm. the and then the f- a fourth, which was all created by him, his dish to Jericho Sims. So mm-hmm. it was all Jalen Brunson all the time. I feel like we should just give him one play moment of the game. Do you want to do the Brunson to Sims or do you want to do another one? I have two because there's the runner to make it 94-93. Then okay. there's the floater that um, the pass to Sims, the dish to Sims to make it 96. So I do both of those. Yeah, I have those two. Okay. Those put, that put the Knicks up three, which Fine. created so, the situation that so, they mastered at the end of the game. So we'll do both of those. Then do you want to do for the third moment, play the moment of the game, um, Julius's three to that made it. Hold on. That, that's what I had to look up because I had forgotten about it. Made it 90 to 90, Yeah. They were down, and that three put them up to massive. It was the bigger play, but the more fun play and the cooler play was when he spiked it, I think maybe between his legs or something, to Emmanuel quickly behind him in the corner and quickly hit a three. That was after the two offensive rebound possession. So we have a different Julius moment. So those two are great. What do you have? I have the, I have the rebound. The, the rebound. The re- <laughs> they were up. See, the problem with the 90 to 88 is the next trip down the floor, Fultz converts an and one. So that lead went away almost immediately. And then it became Jalen Brunson versus Markel Fultz down the stretch. All I right. think them, because the Julius rebound, it's a Julius rebound plus free throws. That rewards how well they execute. Fine. Because, oh, wow. Fine. They executed what they didn't do at the end of Dallas. They hit two free throws, which we've been sweating out seemingly all season. This team okay. free throws. You know, so we'll, okay. go, we'll go those two Brunson moments, one on the pass, one on the, the make, and then a Julius rebound plus your free throws to ice the game. That's fine. I like there it. There you go. 
Done. Cool. Okay, we've been talking for a while. Um, this is ready to do this. Yeah, let's do it. Giddy let's up! I know it. we're starting in the third quarter, right? With oh my gosh, Frank. Let's start here. Frank from Patreon in the. Oh, hold on! I gotta keep scrolling. Listen, I'm not gonna stop anybody. If you want to get comments off before the game has before ended, the game starts, by all means, go ahead. I've got a comment from eight eleven, and this game started at seven. So let's start here. Frank, Frank Miranda, thanks for getting us started, man. I, I, we kid around, but Frank, we love you. Just so oh, you yeah. know that we we love you and we appreciate you. Gen- Trust me, we appreciate your generosity. What's up, Mag? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. I'm sending this at halftime, not being hyperbolic, but how can we keep justifying RJ getting these minutes in playoff atmospheres? Inefficient and no defense. Yes, he was inefficient. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, he played. Then another. What? What's again? Thank you, Frank. What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. RJ's hemorrhaging his trade value with each passing game. Tibbs will have big decisions with his minutes coming down the stretch and into the playoffs. Hashtag start IQ. Well, Benji uh, took the start IQ point. I I agree with Benji. And I again, I've wrestled with this, and I think Benji has wrestled with this. I think everybody's wrestled with the concept of starting Emmanuel quickly. But if you could play Emmanuel quickly, whatever amount of minutes he played tonight, that was thirty-two. That's fine. Um, as far as RJ. And his trade value. And more significantly, how they treat this player down the stretch of the season. I do believe there's a there's a tightrope to walk. Um, because the if we're all sitting around and looking at this and being like, okay, well, Julius seems to have established himself and like Jalen Brunson ain't going anywhere. Well, then I guess RJ is the trade piece. Guess what 29 other GMs think that the Knicks are... Th- front office is thinking about how they are going to parlay something on their current roster into an improvement. So I always think the notion of like, well, you got to play him to maintain his trade value. I think that's been built up. I think we build that up too much. That said, if the Knicks like were kind of flagrant, because as of now, everyone looking around the league could like look at the Knicks and be like, okay, well, they still believe in RJ. Like it hasn't been like there was one, the one benching down the stretch, right? And he had to, some post-game comments, whatever, or not non-comments. As of now, we're all we're okay. I think again, it's a tightrope. You can't just leave, you can't give him carte blanche, but you can't be benching him left and right when he's. And I thought Tibbs, to his credit, I think he made the right decision in this game, leaving him in there, and I thought that was fine. Um, it's not going to be easy though. He needs to be. He needs to play better. That's all. He needs to play better. I think we were headed toward an RJ. Benching. Oh, he had a similar. Yeah. If the if the first six minutes of the fourth quarter went differently, then I think we were headed that way. It there's no way other way to say it. He was a positive impact in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, yes, on both yes. ends of the floor. Like but, he, the box score might not sh- like even when he yes. was getting beat and getting backed down. We were saying it on the playback. Like okay, this is like, he's able to get deflections, which is like the thing that you and Tom Piccolo talk about all the time. Like at least be active on defense. So that way you're not a, a net negative, you yeah. know? So yeah. and there's one more before the game ended and then I'll jump off from Sergio Acosta. I'm obviously biased, but it feels like the Knicks never get any calls. Would like to see some motion plays ran for RJ going North South instead of ISOs. I think they run a lot of stuff for, for RJ during the game. Benji talked about it early. He was commenting about how, um, when he sent out a tweet, you know, uh, a couple of days ago saying how, when IQ's in the starting lineup, he really doesn't see the ball much. A few people got on him and was like, yeah, it's just like RJ. And that's not the case. And we were like four minutes into the game and Benji had pointed out how they had already run 
three plays for RJ to try to get RJ going downhill. Um, it's tougher, I think, at the end of the game um, to to run your stuff. And, you know, that's that's why it's great to have a guy like Jalen Brunson. As far as the Knicks not getting any calls, I, I don't know. Julius Randle's gone to the free throw line a lot this year. Not as much as he'd like to. He's gone to the line a lot this year. Jalen Brunson's... I want to actually look up where those guys are in terms of free throw attempts per game. I'm not saying that they, they're always officiated perfectly, um, but yeah. Oh, this is interesting. What? Shaden Sharp is withdrawn from the dunk contest. Ooh. So maybe a spot for a Nick. Who knows? Is OB in it this year? No. OB need, no Nick uh, is in it. Right no Nick. No, no, no Jericho Sims either. Damn. That's well, Bondi just tweeted out opens up a spot for either Sims or. Uh, or Obi, maybe. Speaking of opening up a spot, this will probably come up on the throughout the super chats. But another spot just opened up with the report that Kevin Durant's not going to play in the All Star game, and I think a, a New Yorker should be sent in in his place. What else? I mean, what else does he have to do? I mean, um, if any, any, all anybody to, like what, what like look at what this man has done over the last week and a half. You know? Yeah. Oh, I want to check the standings. The standings. Yeah, the we're Knicks tied are with Miami, are we? tied with Miami in games back. Miami has a better win percentage technically, but it's like point zero zero one. Um, the Knicks are tied for the six seed now, and you know as long as they can beat out that Heat culture, they'll be fine. Do away with Heat culture at your own peril. There you go. All right, let's do. It. All right, giddy up. Thanks, everybody, uh, for staying patient. If you have a super chat in here, I promise you we will get to all of the good stuff starting right now. Hamdi M, what's going on, Andy? At the game. Awesome stuff. So you are, I made a comment during the playback. Just want you, you are not a rube. Most of the people in that arena, I'm sure, were rubes. Anybody wearing a Knicks jersey, any, anybody from New York, not, not a rube. First of all, half the fans are Knicks fans. So I guess they were half rubes. The other half were good people. Second, this place is no garden. <laughs> you think we we're we we're laughing at puff the or stuff the stupid magic dragon all night long. Uh Julius Randle was on edge all game, but take the good with the bad. First road win, KFS road trip next year. Awesome stuff. I would love so much to do a KFS road trip. Andrew, you don't have to hop back on, but just write that one down. Let's see if we could figure a way to do that. What? First, I got to get JJ Redick on the pod after an entire summer of emailing him and Tommy. Now I have to plan a road trip. You don't have to. Just... No, you just said had. All right. It's in the works, people. Don't worry. Oh, listen, that'd be so much fun. I'll just say this. We might have an easier time trying to plan something on the road than we would. That's actually that's true. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Maybe that's you might be very true there. Jesus okay. Christ. Fair point. All right. Thank you, Andy. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get that in the works. Uh, Hannibal Miles, what's going on? Hannibal Miles um, needed that win. Yeah, I mean, it, I was thinking about it throughout the game because I was preparing for a loss. I'll just be honest with you. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, what is this going to mean? Does it negate the? Um, does it negate the Philly win? Eh, you know, it's like you get, you know, I, and and I'm thinking back to what I said a few weeks ago. Just get to the All Star break at 500. Get to the All Star break at 500. Even if you know maybe lose some games, you shouldn't lose as long as you win maybe a game or two. You're not supposed to win. I'm so happy I don't have to talk about that. <laughs> I was real. I was struggling. Uh, did they need it? I don't know if they needed it. It's great that they got it. It's a positive step for them. 
it's a really good positive step for them. Anyway, Mo Wagner talking all that crap for 13 points. He talks a lot of shit. Uh, wanted Julius to punch him in the face at one point. I wouldn't. Have, I mean, I, we, we don't advocate violence. Here, right. We don't advocate violence. But. New entry into the punchable face. Um, contender. Right. For sure. Got to got to have Mo Wagner in there. Thanks, Hannibal. Greg Moran. Road dub. Let's fucking go next. Thank you for the generous contribution, Greg. They begin road dubs. All, I, that's here. That's a better. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I still still getting over whatever the hell I'm getting over. But I mean, if you want to, I forget who who was the there was some old coach or old GM or something that was that came up with some not a fancy statistic, but basically like if you want to figure out how good a team is, take a look at their total wins or um, something about like total wins. But look at their road. Basically, look at their road wins. Like, how does a team play on the road? And this team, like all they do is they go on the road and win. As of now, make sure I, I got this correct. The Knicks have the. They've, I think this is yeah okay. This is updated. I just meant to make sure. Um, they have the is it the sixth best road record in basketball? Hold on, it's not sorting by road record. I can't get this. Um, they have sixteen road wins. Here are the teams that have more than 16 road wins. The Clippers. The Nets have 16. And the Celtics. That's it. Those are the only teams with more than 16 road wins. So the Knicks have as many road wins as the second best road winning team in the league. That's awesome. Good stuff by them. Thanks, Greg. Andrew Palladino. End of game execution was a lot better tonight. Yes, Tibbs deserves credit for adjusting the game plan down the stretch of the fourth quarter. Always love the Florida Road Knicks fans. I mean, there's a lot of us down there. That's for sure. Yeah, I thought. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm always going to be the one to defend him. I, you all know that by now. Um, I thought he coached a good game. I thought he coached a good game. I thought he was active down the stretch in terms of his what he was doing. His telling them to foul. The substitutions, thought the play calling was fine. Um, I thought the subs throughout the game was fine. I mean, look, is Tibbs maybe like say this for Tibbs? Last season was defined by that it well was defined by that it became the definition of insanity, right? Because it was the same thing over and over again and no change. This season for sure, still a lot of criticism of Tibbs, and there obviously are going to be some people who will criticize him no matter what he does and feel like he needs to be fired and no progress could happen until he gets fired. And that's that's between them and their God. But like, say this for him. There has there have been incremental steps throughout the year. Step by step by step by step, starting almost from the beginning of the year, never as quickly as people want it, no pun intended. Um, and there's there's still things that he does that that aggravate people, but like gotten better as the year has gone on for sure. I think. And tonight was another step forward. Uh, Sam Garcia's dad. Okay. I was wondering which member of the Garcia family was going to grace us with their presence. Um, And it is Sam Garcia's dad today as Jalen Brunson tweets that he appreciates all the Knicks fans that were in Orlando. Julius Rangel with a huge three-pointer to go ahead. 90. Yes. 
um, to 88. And then the rebound after the purposely missed free throw by Banchero. And the game-ending free throws. Hashtag we here again. Really good game from, from Randall. Really good game from Randall. He's had it. I mean, here's the nice thing. I don't have to gas Randall up anymore. Like I've been trying to do all year because he's an all-star. You know, it's like, oh yeah, it's easy. Just got to say, 2023 all-star. That's all there is to it. Um, and he played like an all-star tonight. Not his best game. Good game. Very good game. Okay. Um, thank you, Sam Garcia's dad. Um, P Master Flex. I should save this money instead of super chatting. I, I we appreciate it. I will need to pay for the speeding tickets I get when driving Barrett to the airport. Oof. Um look. Uh, how did I get put in the position of defending RJ Barrett? Maybe this is my personal seventh circle of hell. Because again, I've, I'm not breaking any news here. I've been very open and honest. There are the mistakes that this particular player makes rub me the wrong way in a, in a way that causes me to be overly critical of his game. And I've acknowledged that and I'm going to acknowledge that again. All that being said, like still 22 still a fourth year player, still on his rookie contract. And the thing that I continue to go back to is awful situation. His first year completely changed his role um, from year one to year two in becoming much more of an ancillary piece. I know they gave him his, you know, half half a dozen uh, pistol sets a game, but for the most part, um, you know, it's, uh, it was a different role for him. Year three starts off one way again, kind of more like somewhat on ball, but also deferring to Kemba and Fournier and Randall. And then middle of the season gets all the usage. And now this year it's another adjustment with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randall in the house. That can't be easy. We've seen better players than him struggle with adjustments to their role over the course of, of their contracts. I mean, we were, I was, I had uh, Phoenix and Brooklyn on my second screen tonight. You know, Deandre Ayton is a guy just got a max contract, you know? Um, and yet there's, you want to talk about a guy that's been up and down in and out. That guy's the number one pick in a, in a draft that contained Luka Doncic and Trey young and Jaron Jackson jr. And a few other guys that are, are pretty good, you know, like, it's not always linear. It's not always going to be perfect. Now, you want to tell me that it's frustrating to watch a guy struggle to come up with any offense. And then you got guys like Cam Thomas, you know, um, out there, like just certified bucket getters. And then you got guys like, I'm trying to think of other, you know, like Jalen Williams on OKC, a guy we passed on where it's like, okay, he's, he's maybe not a guy who's going to have the ball a ton, but does all little things, much like quickly, much like Grimes. And then you look at Barrett and, and that's where you get frustrated. You're like, can't we g- give me the guy that if, if, he, if, he, if he's here to score that actually scores or give me the guy that does other things to help the team win. I get it. I get it. I'll just say again, what we're seeing right now may not be the final product. That's all. So, Thanks, P Master Flex. Sorry I went on for a while on that one, but I felt that was important to get out of the way because I'm sure we're going to get a lot of RJ stuff tonight. 